Hey guys, welcome to Faz Radio. We have just created our first dedicated series that we're planning to do once a week. It's called the Tao of Tao, and we'll be introducing and educating on the process of starting a new Tao. One where, well, oh wait, let, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, we have Nate Harper, known as Forged in Crypto, here today to talk about this, and Titan, of course. So let's get started. What's up, people? Hey, hey. I'm excited, man. Hot diggity damn. Let's talk some Dow. Talk some Dow. Absolutely. There's a lot to talk about. So I'm kind of a noob to this stuff. So uh, what is it? That, I mean, I know what a Dow is, and I know what gaming Dow might be, but what, what in the heck are you guys doing over there? Well, Nothing but talking. <laughs> not, not <laughs> kidding. <laughs> he talks the talk. <laughs> a little more than talking, but uh, let let me do this. We got to look at like where it started from, right? For me personally, um, the DAO is well. Let's back up. The idea of blockchain gaming to me was a. Um, one of the things that really got me excited about what can be done with blockchain, um, allowing people to have ownership of their NFTs uh, and earning potential with playing games, not the fact that they're going to live off of it, but just that they play for a hundred hours and they made 10 bucks, whatever, right? Like you can, these, there's some great things that can come about with it. Um, and so with the DAO itself, uh, I really wanted to, try and create what I was creating for my own personal um, personal side, which was allow people to have access to, you know, NFTs that may be out of reach because of price or because they didn't know how to access that certain chain or whatnot, or, you know, uh, an earning capability because of, you know, the game that's being played that they may not have those assets to it. So there's a lot of people that I knew uh, early on that that wanted to be able to be exposed to this type of stuff. And so the DAO seemed like a natural uh, type of corporation, I guess, that would or organization to to put together to give these people access to it. So that was the kind of the the original like genesis of the idea for it. And I've been working on it for a long time. And the longer you work on something, the more it changes. And so most recently, uh, I was for lack of a better word, decided that I just needed either shit or get off the pot, right? And move forward with something. So I gathered um, some good people uh, from the ecosystem that uh, I've been talking with for a couple of years now and uh, brought them here to Salem and sat around a table with a whiteboard and gave them my ideas. And then we hashed out a bunch of other ones and we're moving forward with the players DAO, gamers DAO. That was not on the list of things to discuss. So the name of the DAO is still up in the air. Dignitas has been thrown around. We actually wrote an article that we we called it Dignitas. As but this well. is a this is a DAO for gamers, right? It's a well, gamers, players, and also it's a DAO for 
you know, people that have, they already have, you know, uh, exposure to these NFTs. Uh, so it's going to be for them as well, right? The, the whole, the whole ecosystem itself is going to be able to benefit from it. So you're saying if, if you have an NFT, you can, you can make it available to others. And if you want an NFT, you can, you can rent it from others. Isn't Correct. this something, isn't this something that Gala Games is going to be doing? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, they're, they're going to have their rental pool that's in, inside you know each game is going to have their own uh, rental capability i'm assuming it's gonna be interesting to see how that works out when you have epic games uh platforms you have the gala platform you know and who whatever plat- other platforms they're going to put these games on how does that affect their their rental ca- capabilities so internally with ours it's uh not just the fact that you're going to be able to rent your nft uh the DAO itself is going to um, you know, have a group of people that much like a guild, right? But we want to create a, oh, how much do I want to say here? We want to create a much easier access for the non-crypto side of gaming as well. So we have a game plan to um, onboard those type of people that don't have to know that it's crypto, Right. They don't have to know that it is blockchain oriented. They just know that they can play this cool game, you know, and potentially earn in different in different ways. Are you going to. OK, so wait, wait, uh, let me break that down a little bit. So <clears throat> are you going are you are you saying that. If I don't have a crypto wallet that I won't need one that that this gaming DAO would take care of that. That's the idea. Yes. That's interesting. Uh, wouldn't you need an account with that DAO, though, so they'd know who you are? Or something well, they or... wouldn't even know it's a DAO, right? So much like any platform you go into and you you know sign in with your email address, you make an account itself, uh, like Epic Games uh, or Steam or anything else. You just, you're going to make an account, but you, you don't have to tie it to a wallet. You don't have to create a wallet. So the, the problem that we have in blockchain and everything else is if you want to play to earn, you have to know what a private key is. You have to know how to secure that private key. You know, you you have to know how to transfer funds and, and put it into an exchange and then take it out and put it in your bank account. There's a whole lot of stuff that make people nervous. And that's where this, you know, three and a half billion gamers to get those people to come in. They're not going to do that right now and they're not going to do that next year and they're not going to do that in two years from now right the bulk of them aren't going to do that for a long time if ever because one blockchain and crypto has a very bad connotation within uh you know legacy markets or just just in general you talk to anybody and they're like oh you mean that ponzi scheme right and uh, i want to build something where they don't even know uh that it is blockchain now i do want them to know at a point in time, if they want to know how they're potentially earning from this, like, how are you earning? Great. I would love to have the, the DAO itself is going to have a whole education side to be able to teach, you know, these people that come from that side, what this is and how they're earning and how they can now benefit from the blockchain crypto side and potentially own their assets as well. So. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here is uh, with Faz Radio is I create a new show here called the Tile of Dow to where we can we can hopefully make use of that education and kind of show people what this whole thing is about and how it gets started up and started up and certainly get feedback from people on what they might think and how they might want to improve it. Because maybe they have some 
maybe people have some additional ideas on how <clears throat> to rent that uh, that the Dow has not. So, oh, no. So what's the difference between a gaming Dow and let's say a guild? So the Dow, if you're a part of the Dow, you're going to own the assets that are under that. So whatever, you know, your portion of that Dow that you own, you own those assets as well. Being part of a guild is you have somebody that has these assets as a part of a guild. You don't necessarily own them. You're just helping manage and run and play those. So having it under a DAO itself, it gives you that ownership capability as well. That exposure to that NFT, to that node network, to the assets that are under the DAO. So you actually get an ownership share too. Well, how is that done like without a, without a wallet? You guys kind of switched pretty quick there. For those who maybe oh, don't know. You want me to give away all the secrets? Oh, secrets. Maybe that has That's to be... That's what Faz Radio is for, though. <laughs> Maybe this has to well, be all worked out. I mean, there's if they just started, he, he said in the very beginning that all, they're, all the DAO is doing is talking. They're not actually doing the things that they say that they do. There's right? two so there's yeah, two Never mind. Well, and there's two sides. So you have the side of the player that isn't a part of the DAO. They're just a person that wants to play games. Right. And that's the majority of gamers that are out there. Right. So we're, we're bringing those into with this platform, a bunch of games that they can play cool ass games like spider tanks or the walking dead or EVIO, you know, they can come in, they can play those games and they can earn on it without having a wallet because there's, there's other things, there's other ways that they can earn. It doesn't have to be in a cryptocurrency, right? It could be, there's a multitude of facets of, of that. On the other side is the DAO. The DAO manages all the assets that are within there. It's going to be a whole structure, right? You're going to have, it's, it's like a corporation. You know, you're going to have a treasury department. You're going to have operations, everything along those lines. Compliance. Uh, they're going to manage the whole thing on that end, including all the wallets uh, and custodial stuff that's going to go on in there. They're taking care of all that hard work on the back end um, to manage to manage all that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that that helps tremendously. Silence is always bad on a radio show. Well, well you, I, I apologize because no, I, I I had that question and I was trying to jump in a little bit earlier with it. I didn't want to go too far back before we moved on. I didn't know if there was anything more like on the basics on how you want that to work. So because We've seen a lot of um, talk, especially in some of the some of the gala channels there about, you know, this this meeting that you guys had planned. And so I think everybody was real curious. Is that what this was all about? That's what it was all about. All about getting the Dow. Just I needed more help. Right. So I called on the community, the people that I knew that I've been in touch with uh, to come and help me out. Um, not everybody that I invited was able to make it or wanted to make it. There was a few people that didn't want to come, which is totally fine. Doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I only cried a little bit. But <laughs> we move we move into the fact of it's, you know, uh, the organization should be about the community. So I really wanted to bring in the community to start helping out. 
and the reason I really like this going out on Faz Radio and we'll start chatting more about it in the discords is I want to start to bring everybody in on the creation of this. Not that it's going to be a democracy from the get-go because I am a full believer that to create something great, you do have to start with some some semblance of centralization. <coughs> Centralized. You beat me. 100%. Yeah, you have to uh, you have to bring that centralization centralized aspect to it because who's got the vision of it, right? I started with the vision. I bring other people that have other visions to bring and build with it. And as we grow, the community grows and they bring in their ideas and we keep developing and making it better. Uh, the hope is to have a light paper um, out to the public, uh, I would say sometime in October, um, to give them a basis to to look at and help with. Not that it's the finalized version, but something that we can work with from there. So that's a good question. Um, so you obviously want some public comment on this. Uh, how much involvement is the public going to be able to have with this DAO? I mean, can you, how, how do you become, do you become a member just by renting something and then you have, you're able to comment on things or how does that work? I think from the start, it's it, there's not going to be a ton of like public involvement outside of like looking at what we're what what our plans are and giving feedback from there. As the DAO grows and the years or the months move on, uh, there's going to be involvement of um, the token distribution and how that's going to go out. There's some discussion of how we want to structure that. That that will be in the light paper that people can talk with us about. Um, once the idea that I have that I've pitched um, to the community so far is a 24 month roadmap from the start, from when, you know, zero day of token distribution goes 24 months to when we build this DAO to when it's fully released to the community and is a fully running DAO. So in that time frame, it's levels of centralization. In the beginning, there's going to be a lot. And as we move down the road, it's going to continually be a little more decentralized in certain aspects and then fully decentralized as we get to that point in time, 24 months afterwards. How active uh, is this, is this planning stage going to be? Uh, how often do you now, of course, well, I was going to say, how often do you plan to tell people about it? But if I can answer that one uh, with the very name of this program, um, I've talked with, with uh, Nate here just a, a bit about get, raising awareness about this DAO and educating about things. So my goal is to, or we, we've talked about having a, a weekly show to, to tell the, the latest state of things. Now, of course, this, th this show could also get into just subjects that we go off track a little bit after, after we've talked some DAO stuff. So this won't be 100% DAO stuff, but we're definitely going to start there. Yeah, and I think weekly is a great one because, you know, we start now and we get people uh, talking about just the idea of it. They're going to come up with ideas that we haven't thought of uh, and that we could potentially implement in as we move forward. And it's just going to get more in depth as we move down that line. Right. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested in in seeing how that stuff is put together. Um, I'm very interested. Well, I, I've, I have a number of questions, so I'll let Titan ask some if he if he's i'm talking over him no no uh my my initial question 
revolved around the setup and the timeline. So that uh, you just mentioned that was pretty good. Although with that with that twenty four month timeline, is it is this just going to be opened up like blah to the public where anybody can join? Are people going to be vetted? Is there going to be a requirement to come in or just wide open? Hey, whoever wants to play some games can come play games. Uh, so the game side is going to be open um, in the beginning only to the people that are a part of the DAO. The player, as in, I shouldn't say that. That's not true. Because there'll be a rental aspect of DAO, that the DAO is going to do to you know whoever's out there that wants to play. But that they're still going to have to have a crypto base right we don't have the built outside for the um the non-crypto native people so to, to come into play to answer your question to be able to part of the dow to have access to it we have a few different options that we've been we've been mulling over um and we're narrowing it down uh actually, i don't know if how much i should say until after uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I appreciate this is like the first show, right? So yeah, yeah. a lot of these questions you may <laughs> not be able to answer. And I love the fact that you're at least addressing it instead of ignoring it or, or BS like we hear on some of these other AMAs from these other companies. If you're not there yet, you know, I think it's awesome that you're up front and say, look, we're not there yet. Yeah, and and we're not on that side. We we definitely have a uh, a mock structure of how we want to distribute the token. Which at the end of it all, that that token is going to represent a portion of the value of the DAO and the portion of the ownership that you have of the DAO. The main goal of this is to distribute it as equitable as possible. Which um, even the guys that were here haven't seen my most recent kind of crazy distribution schedule which is uh has not been done yet and i don't even know if it really can so we're vetting it with a couple of other people talking to him about it and seeing you know what's the good and the bad of it but they will see it next week uh when we give them the light paper that we kind of have written up so there's there's some cool stuff there because what i want to do is i want i don't want it to be a normal distribution of 99% of these tokens that are out there, actually 100%. I don't even know one that does it. The fact that it's all the early entry people that get into it, they own the bulk of the token, right? And it's, which, you know, to the tune that it is great for people that want to take the risk and get in on this. But my goal here is I want to, I want to give everybody that wants to be a part of this some as close to an equitable access to this as possible and you're never gonna it's never gonna be equal across the board it just can't be but not making it so heavy on that the side of you know the first thousand people that get in and then everybody else is just kind of picking up the crumbs i don't want that right i, I want this to i want this to be different so sometimes okay. different, different works sometimes it doesn't Okay, so um, I, I want to back up a little bit because, um, again, we're still establishing this series and stuff. My, my first question, which I felt could actually take almost an entire series in, of, of its own, is uh, what does it take to start up a DAO? I mean, some people here probably have thought that they might want to do it themselves. It's a new thing. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, would you be able to explain exactly what a DAO is again and, and how one might go about starting one? 
Sure. Uh, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, basically meaning is an organization that is run by the people. That's what it's supposed to be. Um, it's really easy, actually, to start a DAO. You can contact a few corp. There's some corporations out of Wyoming that will give you a mock operating agreement that you fill out. They You can then... Uh, you know, put together your little white paper, go to Aragon, start your own DAO. It costs you like 2,500 bucks. Oh, it's probably cheaper now. It's a lot cheaper. So maybe half that, 1,200 bucks. And create your own token, have your own voting mechanisms, and there you go. Really easy to do it in, the, in just that scenario. So, but in the idea of a DAO, there's so many different facets of how this can work. Right. Um, my vision of a DAO is not that every person gets to vote on every little thing that happens in the DAO. Well, that'd be right? crazy. That, that'd be like be mob rule. It's like, it, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Right. You can't you can't have it just. It's not necessary either. But if you set it up as a, uh, a corporation or even a government, if you were to look at it that way, that has entities that run like a treasury, like an operations department, a marketing department, the votes can then go on who is in charge of those, right? And you have scheduled um, term limits for these, these people that are in those. And they're the ones it's that sounding like government. <laughs> sure. Why not? Why couldn't a DAO run a government? Why couldn't the DAO be a government? That says to me that politics will be will be happening pretty quickly. Well, politics will happen whether there's a vote of regardless, right? There's always going to be politics. That's true. There is company politics and even standard companies. Just just in standard in general voting for anything that's going to go out there, you're always going to have people that are politicking to uh, benefit themselves well, one way or the other. Well, one of the so I, I'm somewhat uh uh was i was somewhat active in voting in the past with the with the comp coin for a while and something that really bugged me about the comp coin is in order to put forward uh, a proposal i believe you had to have a ton of the comp coin so not very many people could and and even then the, the votes were really rough um they're a little bit crazy but I, I quickly realized that even if I had you know four or five votes, that I couldn't hold a candle to the founder who had had you know tens of millions of votes. So it's like, oh boy, so the founder is going to pretty much get his way no matter what. Um, I'm hoping that that the gaming DAO here would learn from that a little bit. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I mean, there's a lot of people that have a lot of experience in different different avenues that can that present stuff like that, and you're one of those people. Well, I I guess I should mention that that I'm having something to do with this DAO as well, which would actually be what you're saying here. My my goal is to, to raise awareness of it. Yeah, and that's uh, you know, two factors there. I've been talking with you for a long time. You're local here as well, so we've had the ability to actually meet in person and sit down and talk, and uh, you know. To be able to deliberate and... But, but I didn't show my face. That's the important part. You, this is true. <laughs> you did not show your face. Nobody knows what he looks like. He's an enigma. Wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> Wrapped in a mystery. 
why don't we why don't we do this? Why don't we stop the Dow talk there? Because I think there's going to be enough questions. I think that will make for a really good show the next time, especially if we can get questions from people that listen to this to present them within your Discord and go down that route. What right. You Unless you have other questions, Titan. I know you have a lot. No, I. No, well, I did, yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's probably uh, cart before the horse because uh, as this develops and as I think everybody learns about what it is, the questions are going to flow in. We'll answer what we can, and I, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about this and how this works. I yeah, and I came in this with, with no with no understanding of what you were going to ask me. So I think the translation there is. Um, he can criticize with the best of them, but he doesn't have anything to criticize yet. And this, my, my observation of people in the crypto world is when you do ask them in the beginning, they say nothing. But then when you put something together and start doing something, then people have opinions and they will let you know about it and tell you six ways to Sunday how you F things up. Look, I mess things up all the time. And my wife tells me that. So <laughs> I'm fine. I can take it. All right, so another news. How about that merge? <laughs> it seemed to not be a problem. People <laughs> people seem to be blaming uh, Ethereum's co- Ethereum's price on the merge, but no, yeah. all the other cryptos went down too. Maybe well, it I might mean, have to do with the stock market, which it's obvious yeah. that the crypto sphere is correlated to. Come on. It's it's 100% correlated. I mean, the entire market is just a shit show. I mean, it's ugly. I and mean, we're looking at the charts here in the office and it's uh doesn't look good man like uh it's i think we have the FOMC or FMOC whichever way it goes i always forget uh that's next week i think on the 20th 21st so the debate is what are they going to raise interest rates to three quarter or or raise them more three quarters well they seem to be, they seem to be uh going the hard route which is let's get all the pain and the screaming done with now and then things will ease up later well i argue they should have the last time they met two months ago they should have raised them 300 points like i literally said they should have just ripped the band-aid off let things just you know dive down 50 percent, and then there we go just let it all kind of come back so you, you know it's I, I like to tell people that I'm a liberal, but I'm a fiscal conservative, uh, and I'm a, I'm conservative on other things as well. In fact, my my beliefs don't really align with with the the two the, with the bipolar environments that are out there. I'm perfectly fine in one sense with with the the market being uh, with the, with the market resolving itself. However, I'm also perfectly fine with the government having to make some sort of consideration. Uh, the problem is whenever we get a new government in every four years, they tend to go opposite directions. And that's a bit of a pain for for trying to predict like how anything's gonna move forward. Oh, for sure. You can't you can't predict the government even when even when your party's in there, they never do what you want them to do, whichever party you're looking for. I'm I'm a big proponent of standards. When when you have a standard when you're building something that way people people know what you're building and then they can build onto it. Um, standards start breaking down a little bit when you talk about regulation because now you're when you have reg- regulation, now you're talking about the federal government's comfortability with uh, with your investment style. 
that's that's really I think what it is. And each government every every four years will determine how comfortable they are with with high risk. And at the moment, it seems that the current government doesn't like any risk and is trying to trying to make things hard right now. I assume things will get better later. I, I assume that. See, the problem is we printed up five trillion dollars a few years ago, Ten. and there's a couple angles of that. One, you could just let things fail, which is what the what the conservatives would do. Or two, you could attempt, you could do your best to try and unfuck what which has been fucked with printing five trillion dollars. And both of those, I think, aren't the best idea. No, and I think I think we're closer to ten trillion than five trillion, which makes it even worse. And well, I like to say five trillion just so people can correct me upwards. You're it makes me look better. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you, they paint themselves into a hole, and the only way out is, you know, really to slow everything down, and that's what they're trying to do. And unfortunately, by doing that, it hurts a lot of people, and most of the people that get hurt are not the well off, right? It's not the it's not the, you know, the guy with the great job and, you know, making six figures a year plus, you know, he's not the one that's really getting hurt that bad. He can probably weather the storm or she, sorry. Uh, it, it's the, it's the people that aren't making that much. It's the one where, you know, minimum wage isn't covering, you know, their 10% wage increase didn't cover the 50%, you know, inflation that's going on They're gas prices in Europe, right? Like that's a ridiculous thing that's happening. You know, food prices are insane, right? And food, you know, as essential as it is, it's really become a, a hard factor for people to one, you know, eat healthy or choose the right things because the cheapest stuff is usually the bad stuff. So <clears throat> all it does is going to make things worse. Well, what's, what's funny and sad, or perhaps it's so funny that it's sad is in the in the past, the only way that it seems that currencies have reset is when there's a war and the economy of a country is destroyed and replaced by another government entirely, and then they just invent a new form of money and then everything just gets lost. However, we haven't really had these kind of wars since World War II anymore, and in peacetime, it's like we don't know how to screw to to well again unfuck what we fucked because what we do what all federal governments do, especially the United States, is they spend money that they don't have. And after a while, that just adds up and adds up and adds up. And then after a while, the monetary system you're using is going to fail. We, 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 we keep pushing on the burden to our grandchildren and then our great-grandchildren, our great-great-great-grandchildren. And people, people have been thinking with crypto, well, crypto is going to save us because we'll just all use crypto now. And then that'll be the reset. Yeah, until it happens again with, with all this, people want to rehypothecate crypto as well. And they're already trying. They're already starting. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the, it's the cry for the, the Bitcoin maxis. They cry for the Bitcoin standard, which look, I, I love the tokenomics of Bitcoin. I think it's a, a, a great way to, I mean, there should be, you know, something in that. But I tend to agree with you. Um that we're gonna fuck it up again. <laughs> well, people, people are already rehypothecating Bitcoin. They're 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 saying, give us your Bitcoin, and then we'll loan it out six six ways this Sunday, and you know, and then we'll pay everybody back. 
And of course, isn't that what Celsius did or something? No. Titan might know. <laughs> yeah, the 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 big problem there is the fear of paper Bitcoin. And what I mean by that is you you put your Bitcoin onto any exchange and they might have a uh, rule where they say, OK, for three days after you deposit it, you can't pull it back out. Or if you buy a large chunk of Bitcoin, you, you have to wait 48 hours before you pull it out. And so it it is either loaned out or it doesn't exist yet. And the, the, the exchange is basically treating Bitcoin like fiat. And that for something like Bitcoin with such a, a small amount compared to things like ETH or some of these other tokens that just have billions and billions floating around out there, it's a completely different story. And you see the rush of people saying, you know, get your Bitcoin off exchanges. And that's really why it is. You, you don't want to be stuck uh, in that Celsius mess that they had where a lot of it was paper Bitcoin. And that was exposed pretty quickly. And they used every excuse why it wasn't. And whenever you see a yield on anything, that's where you know there's a problem because none of these crypto assets, digital assets, have an inherent yield baked into them. So they're either loaning them out or they're creating them out of thin air, hoping you're not going to take them off the exchange. And if they do, they're hoping, well, I can just go buy some real quick to be able to fill that order. It's dangerous. It really if they is. Have, if they have a right. yield, they're scams then, right? I wouldn't call it a scam. Um, what what I would look at is uh, common sense, right? So the the fiat interest rates artificially low, right? People are still paying, you know, five, six, seven percent on mortgages. A lot of America, from what I've I've heard people talking about, uh, at least in my world, you know, twenty percent on their credit cards or sixteen percent on their credit cards. But the banks are only offering 0.02% on a, on a savings account, right? So the spread is huge. When you see something like uh, a yield on, you know, stake your Bitcoin here, lock it up, we'll pay you 5%. The risk is probably pretty low with most of your large, well-known, well-doxed entities. When you go and you see the Twitter post, that shitcoin one is paying 29% yield by sticking it in this yield farm. If your radar isn't going off, you shouldn't be in this space. I mean, that's just unrealistic. And people, unfortunately, are greedy. What about 10,000% yield, though? I mean, I, I saw that a few <laughs> times. I thought that was totally doable. I mean, you know, they're they're preying on the people who don't have a lot of money because they're preying on that greed thing. And people who do have money manage to keep it for a reason. And that's because they look at stuff like that and they go, yeah, I'm not going to be stupid enough to stick my winky into that, right? Uh, I'm going to keep my stuff where it is. I'm going to put it in a hardware wallet. And unless I'm buying something with it at the moment, that's where it's going to stay. 
Yeah, that's a good words. So we have a question here. Uh, well, not a question, but an observation. Demology says uh, what I do, that's what I don't like about DAOs. The amount of tokens is what it's all about. You can have a million players in the DAO, but the person with the most token tokens holds more power than the rest. Would you suggest that uh, this, this DAO uh, that's that's starting up is going to address that in some way? One hundred percent. That's literally the hardest thing to that I've had the hardest time figuring out is how do you make it so just one you know whale or one person can come in and buy up fifty percent of the votes, forty percent of the votes, and just swing it in whatever direction they need. So. We have a few things that uh, a few different ideas. Well, a whale, um, whale, or a player farm. You know, there's player farms in South Korea that that go to Ultima Online and just shear, just raise sheep, and then they sell the wool, and then they get money, and then they just rinse and repeat. But they do it with entire factories full of people. You know, hundreds and hundreds of people doing this in the game all the time. That's going to happen with with any game and. Yeah. Everybody's going to learn how to game your system. And so if you come up with a DAO that can be gamed and somebody's going to get a lot of the money until you figure it out and then stop. And then once you do, then a lot of people are going to bitch about it because those same YouTubers that say you could make a million dollars by getting into this are going to be like, wait a minute, they stopped doing this. These people are rug pulling us. And that's and honestly, that's why we want to bring this out to the to the people as we start to present what we're trying to do. Uh, for them to poke holes, for them to, you know, take different scenarios that we're not thinking about here in the office or, you know, when we have a discussion and sent it out to the group that we've had here before. Like the more minds that think about it, the more ways we can figure out ways around it and how we can address those situations. I definitely don't want the ability for it to be um, driven by one whale. Like I don't want that to happen. It's definitely on my list. So let me ask that question because it's the whale in the room. Are any of the members that you invited non-whales? Yes. Cool. Very cool. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How, how do we know? Will those non-whales have an equal voice? And, and what does equal mean if they do? Well, what does that mean to you? What's oh, no, you no. You can't turn this back around on me, buddy. <laughs> I can, and I did. <laughs> I mean, I think that means something different to everybody else, right? What's an, what's an equal voice? Is it a just one vote for one person? Is it a uh, <clears throat> the vote itself for a certain part of the DAO? Because uh, so, the DAO can be broken up into a governance of how the DAOs run. It can be so broken the, up into different uh, facets of stuff that's going to be coming to the DAO, whether it be games that are being developed on the DAO. The, um, the problem there. with voting... The problem with voting is if we go back a few thousand years um, to, to Rome, you couldn't vote unless you were a citizen. And the reason being is uh, citizens owned land and they had a stake in the game. And it was seen that they were maybe not wiser, but at least had more of a stake in things. And then and then democracy came about. Um, and there was a sense that each person got one vote because they are a person and, you know, as far as who can vote, boy, that's that's interesting how that's still a dilemma even to this day. But whatever whatever the case is, what I'm seeing with crypto projects is crypto projects, especially, you know, that comp voting system seems to go back to 
well, however much money you have is the bigger vote. So and let's, that's let's that, play pull, that dovetails right into a whale taking over. Well, if right. you, that means you could buy out anything. And I don't think that you're actually going to be able to get away from that, even even in the scenario. So let me throw this scenario out here. And this is one that I talked to you guys about. So there's a company out there that's trying to create a uh, a way to KYC a single wallet. So the wallet gets KYC. So if that wallet gets used in, say, the Dow, I just know that that wallet is tied to a person, right? Uh, and within this, that the person itself will not be able to, or when they do, if they if they KYC multiple wallets, we know that that wallet is tied to that same person. So you can use that technology to then create a KYC wallet for a single person for a voting access to the DAO, right? And then I'm not getting any information from them on the DAO. I don't know who they are or what they are. I just know that that wallet is a person, right? Now, how can that be gamed? Well, we ran down some scenarios of, well, I'm I'm a whale and I have employees and I decide I really want to do this. So I'm going to have my employees, all 175 of them. I actually only have three, but still uh, get all those whales or all those employees to KYC. And now I have 175 wallets that I can now vote with, right? It's a lot of work. You have to go through more of a process, but they could still do it, right? Um, but we can only set some things in place to well, be able to try and, 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 and get away from that. So the, okay, the, the and, and I'm, I'm going to throw in a real critique here because I, I don't want to feel like I'm on your side, even though I am kind of on your side. Um, Wait, can I point something out really quick? What? You weren't on our side the whole time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still not on your side. Anyway, but I, I am on your side because I want you to succeed and, and I want to be part of that. But I also want to make sure that that I am a big thorn in your side. So the so anyway, You've already succeeded. So there, why not think of it this way? Because I, I when I suggested that to you about well, you know, whales, you said, well, I don't think that that can be entirely avoided. However, it can. There, there's there's ways you can say, well, those who put in and getting getting back to the the South Korean um, sheep farms, though. You can have a block of people that do work in the game or do some other sort of work that could have similar voting rights. You can say you could put in $10 and get this much voting rights, or you could put in one hour and get this much voting rights. That way you would have multiple angles, and then you would you would find that the people that work really hard to, put, to play in that game, to move forward in the game, are, let's just say, poor people who are actually able to get some voting rights. Whereas the whales can buy it, and so then you, are these are these people that are playing in the games for the DAO that get votes? Why not? I mean, there's because, there's, there's because a, I'm a I'm a whale, and I go to the Philippines and I hire up 300 Philippine employees for super cheap to play in these games and work really hard for me. I like now the KYC I direction. I like the KYC direction for one, so that. However, I mean, it's it could be that I could just be your buddy and I could just vote the the way that you want me to. So there's there's an additional problem is how do I know I'm how do you know I'm not being influenced? But if I'm doing a lot of work in the game or games, if I'm doing a fair amount of work, I feel like that that should offset the fact that I'm not rich. In some I agree way. with that. There's multiple ways for work too, not just in or games. even work for the Dow. 
What yeah. if I what if I'm doing a lot? I don't know. Maybe yeah. <clears throat> promoting the DAO. No, I'm not promoting it. I'm I'm raising awareness. But what what if you're what if you're doing a lot of a lot of things for the DAO? What if you're working as part of the DAO because you can join the DAO, right? Hundred percent. Like and that I, that one it means more to me. And I would almost lean on those people that are putting in that effort for the DAO to succeed, whatever that may be. There's going to be so many aspects in there that are going to come to the DAO that they should get, you know, a good portion of those votes because they are directly affected by the work that they're putting in. So I, I love that idea. Okay. Cause I, I think about this two years from now, somebody's listening to this and this DAO has already been created and everything started and they go, yeah, that, that must be nice. Um, I won't be able to have any effect on what you guys are doing. Apparently you, you have some politics. These people, these four people are the ones in charge. And then I'm like, well, fuck these guys. I'm not even going to get involved. So that's what I'm hoping that would be avoided uh, in this situation. I don't know how you avoid politics, but I don't want it either. Uh, well, no, no, I... That's not as much politics. That's who holds the keys to the kingdom. You know, if it's the same four people that have that have gotten themselves in charge. Through, I can hear that Titan. Uh, there's the same four people. I'm patiently people. waiting my turn to talk. If you have the same four people that make these, this is why I got so unhappy with comp. Is it was obvious that the guy that the guy with the most comp was that was the founder, and the founder would suggest things that he would want to do, and then like I don't know, thirty percent of the people would be against it, and then he'd just vote, and then of course whatever he wants would happen, and that's that's my thing is people that come in, how are they going to feel like they have any sort of power whatsoever? That's a good question. I think being a part of the DAO itself in certain aspects of, like you were saying earlier, just working with the DAO, uh, committing their time, their effort to it, that that dictates the fact that they're going to be a part of it and have power in the DAO. Um, one of the things that I was looking into that in the voting aspect of the DAO itself, that it's going to be limited to a much smaller effect on the DAO. So there's not going to be, it's not every minute detail, right? It's who's the treasurer of the DAO, right? And, and then as you, as you grow and evolve from there, you know, those votes, they matter, but it's not a, it's more of on how the DAO is going to be ran or who's going to be running the DAO, not how it's totally going to be. Okay. Sounds sounds legit. So keeping in line with that, um, so there's a weird dichotomy going on here. And and for people who might be listening or I'm sure we're gonna as this gets out, people are gonna start talking in CFA and maybe some other places. There's there's a pro and a con to everything, right? So you have maybe some lower level players who don't have a lot of NFTs, don't have a lot of money, and they're going to be able to jump into this DAO and be able to, to pick up an Epic or an Ancient and go play a game, perhaps. They love that aspect of it. And sharing in the rewards or whatever the contest, maybe your tournament winnings might be, but then at the same time, we've seen it over at Gala, right, where you have people who feel that they don't want to be a part of another another whale factory, right, where mm -hmm. um, it, it 
they have that at Gallinelle, and and they complain about it at least twenty times a day. How do you how do you avoid that 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 picture being painted when people want to be able to become a part of that? Well, I think when they see the token distribution, that's going to definitely uh, it'll definitely show them that the the way that it's going is is um in the direction of more distributed and and less concentrated meaning you know you're not going to have your giant whales now that doesn't mean in the secondary market there can't be a whale that's going to buy it out but the original distribution of the token itself is going to be hopefully as distributed equally as i can make it that's that's one way there's also that makes sense there there's there's also alternate ways to do the tokens i mean if since you've been only been mentioning one token, there could be multiple tokens. There could be. I I think the I think one of the big keys is going to be painting that perception picture right from the get go. You know, it, you don't want this to come out looking like, uh, you know, hey, there's this group of whales, and now they're they're hoarding all the assets. They're going to go buy more assets, and I'm just going to be able to go in there and earn three tokens using their stuff, and they're going to keep the money. So remember, perception is everything. So the inclusivity of this, you've got to look at it from their part of it and presenting it so that they're able to to feel like they're part of something bigger and not just a pawn for a whale to get more stuff because sometimes with the sales that go on in these gaming platforms and the way that uh the community reacts to that they're like why would i want to go over there and have the same experience they it's got to be a, a dramatically different experience for every level all the way from from the the person who has the, the most power in the Dow all the way to the person who just joined with $10 in their pocket and just wants to go blast an alien. You got to solve the problems for everyone, Nate, everyone, <laughs> or else it means nothing. No, I, you know, what? It's Look, exactly what Titan yeah. said. We present yeah. it. We present it in the fact of this is a community project. Yeah. Am I leading it off? I, I, I am right. But, the hope is as we present this and as we bring things out and more information, the light paper, more of these podcasts and just, you know, communicating over discord and everything else is they see what's happening. They see, you know, how we're going to try to distribute it evenly. You know, we, we want this to be a community led project. We want the community to be a part of it and we want it to be as equitable as possible. Like, and, and I and, think, you know, I think so, it's important. No, as you're talking, because um, I, I see where you're going with that. I, I want to be clear, too, on the other side, that this isn't going to be a windfall for everybody either. It's not like you show up and you're just showered with tokens and rewards. And I, it sounds to me from like what, what, what Faz was saying and what you were answering that you're going to have to be active. You're going to have to go in. You're going to have to grind at games. You're going to have to be active in the Dow. You're going to you're going to want the people to step up and take those leadership roles in there. It's it's you can't just walk in and and go ta-da and be showered with you know money because that's the other part of that too. With gala is 
a lot of the people's perception is, oh boy, they stepped in and just got looted with with everything that you could imagine, and now they don't have to do anything. Right, and and honestly, it, when you look at, there's two sides to it. Not there's the person that can come in and you know put their time in that they have because they don't have money or all these NFTs. So they come in, they put their time in, they work hard. Maybe they're contributing to the DAO. Maybe they're playing games. Maybe they're doing other things. Maybe, maybe they're just a player, right? But they're a part of that system. But the other person that's a part of that system, and we have to understand that this is here is it is the whales in the system, right? But these are people that can come in and they can add their NFTs to the DAO to be used within it, just like a guild would, right? There's more benefits that come with it though. And so the whales will be there as well. They're a part of this ecosystem and you you're and I'm I have a hard time seeing how they're not going to be in it at this current time, right? They're the ones that have been buying everything up. They're the ones that until we see a different mode of releasing games that um are truly like a play to earn like you play the game and that's how you play and then you actually earn the nft there's not one out there. there's not a single one out there until that comes you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have those people that own those nfts to be a part of this dao and it's all a community though that everybody works together because guess what i have a bunch of nfts i can't play them all but there's players on the other side that can benefit from playing my nfts and i can give them you know the majority of those earnings that are coming through, I'm doing it now. I'm paying people 75% for my EVIO ones, right? Uh, they're getting 75% of the payout and then I'm getting 25 because, but they're doing, they're doing 99% of the work. I just bought the stuff and put it online for them. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits on all sides, um, but everybody has to have the same end goal, right? A community led DAO for players and gamers. All right. So uh, first things first, I want to make sure that we're being uh, uh, cognizant of Nate's time here. Um, what's, what's your time look like? Are, are you uh, wanting to wrap I've up? I've dedicated Thursday evenings to Crypto oh, Fat yeah. Academy and drinking whiskey. So. This is going to be a nine hour podcast today. <laughs> All right. Um, well, one thing, all that. Goodbye. <laughs> one thing I did, I did want to say, uh, and we can go on to another subject if you want to, is uh, I'd like to be able to bring in more people that are working with this DAO uh, because uh, when, when I was uh, hanging out with you talking about this stuff, um, I certainly had one opinion, but there are others with, with opinions that I think should be heard. And I'm hoping to get everyone else to understand, you know, who's, who's actually involved with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't asked any of them if they want their names out there yet. So that's something that we should probably right. ask them before we, before we do that. But I mean, I'd love to hear them on your show or um, more active in discords when we start to talk about this, because they're a big part of it. Right. That's why I brought them out. Yep. And, uh, and, are you thinking of talking to any more people to get them involved? Yes. Well, there's people that wanted to be there that still want to be involved that just didn't make it out. They had other, it was late notice. I mean, literally I put the, I put the word out a week before six days. Michael's telling me six days before I actually had the event. Uh, and to my surprise, I was extremely humbled by the people who flew across country, drove eight hours, 
you know, came down in and had to, you know, to, to where we're at. And then also had to drive another three days to get back to their, I mean, I was very, uh, very happy with the people that came and, and, and was not upset with people that weren't able to. So, uh, but I do know there's people that still want to be involved, new people I talked to, other people that just couldn't make it. So it's fun. It's cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because because we're going through the whole process of, of talking about showing people how you start up a DAO and so on. That's why I like the idea of getting people in that are interested in it and, and wanting to know how it works and other people who are involved with it. Uh, I'm not sure if this kind of show has even been done before. But maybe because it's kind of a boring process. <laughs> well, we'll make it interesting as we go along, hopefully, talking about other subjects. And I think really getting just like we want to get the community involved in the DAO, they get them involved in the podcast. Like, I really think we need to get a little bit better of a chat going. So somehow make sure people understand when the podcast is going to go. I'd love some uh, live questions as we're It's talking. live right now. Right. I know, but where's my questions? Who's listening? I can't tell who's listening. Who's oh, up? well, you can't see the comments section in uh, StreamYard here? It's not showing up for me. You got to oh. click on the upper right-hand corner. There's a little button that says comments. I can see it. I don't know if you guys can. Yeah, that's you got to you gotta click comments. Otherwise, they don't show up. There we go. I just had it on private chat. And to be honest, I was around on other things, too. It kept coming back, and it was like it was blank. So I just left it off there, so. So yeah, the, the the goal is definitely my goal is to invite more people on these shows, and they they don't have it have to have anything to do with the DAO. For example, we uh, in our previous last week we had Crisp on, and it didn't get recorded due to some technical difficulties. But uh, Crisp had some really really good things to say, and I'm I'm thinking that there's more people like him out there. I'd certainly like to hear what they have to say regarding this. One hundred percent. 100%. I agree. I want to hear everybody. I want to hear everybody's opinion. Well, I think I think in in a lot of the chat we'll we'll be throwing these questions out. We're going to make people aware and we can harness a lot of these questions even if they can't make the show. Um not a lot of people, you know, we we're, we've expanded Faz Radio like crazy with game nights and the Friday night show and and Thursday with you and there's the some shorts. other ideas cooking. Yeah, the shorts. We're, we're cooking a lot in the kitchen here. So um, we want to be respectful of everybody's time. We don't want people to get sick of listening to us either. But at the same time, I think this is a great opportunity and a great way to get the word out with what's going on. And um, not everybody can follow Twitter uh, or or spend all day in, in CFA. So one thing I did want to ask about, I saw today that uh, Nerd Nodes has taken yet another leap up with some of the other um, nodes that they're supporting. So, oh, I need what a nerd node. The... I need a nerd node thingamabobber that I can put on the screen here for when you have time, Mister Nate. Yeah. So, like, what what is coming in, and what else do you have on the uh, on the back burner waiting to come in? So we have, I mean, we just added some more nodes. Uh, your Connect family nodes. There's a lot of people that are running Connect Green, Switch, uh, Galvin. Uh, they're all a part of that same suite. So we added the, added a bunch of those. Um, they'll be live Monday for those that need to host those. We've gotten a lot of people already signing up to get those hosted. Um, 
we should be see seeing soon a little bit more information about our our hardware nodes that we're going to be uh, our game plan uh, per se of what we're looking to do there uh, and sending those out. Uh, we're always looking at different uh, opportunities in the node uh, ecosystem. Um, it's we have some cool people putting some stuff out there like the Pollen Mobile. Uh, we've been researching that, seeing what that's about. Um, one of the things that we want to implement within our nodes themselves is other communication aspects on top of them, not just a, uh, a place to have hardware and host stuff and utilize, you know, RAM and that kind of thing. But we want to implement stuff like LoRa technology, like Helium has, or 5G um, and other, other ways, uh, Wi-Fi, um, because we're creating this decentralized hardware network if we have the ability to add those features onto these hardware nodes, um, it can create a decentralized communication network as well down the road. Um, so it's, and then when you talk about cost, it's such a little cost to add those onto it and have the availability for it that it just creates a really cool opportunity down the road. So, so let me, uh, let me ask you this and, and I don't know how to phrase it. Don't take it the wrong way. The best way I know how to ask this question is just direct. But when it comes to nerd nodes, your level of ethics, right? So we've seen these, these scam projects popping up and I won't mention them by name, but there's a lot of uh, talk about this fire node business. Um, mm -hmm. do, do you, is, is it going to be, Hey, you got a node, we'll throw them on there. And, you know, we're not concerned about that. Or are you like uh, being very, very careful what you bring aboard? Well, in my eyes, if it's not illegal, um, and you are like, let's take connect, right? There are certain people out there that are calling connect scams. Uh, I personally don't know and really actually don't don't care on that end. I'm not vested into Connect or Green outside of what we've looked into what they're trying to do. Other people have paid to have these nodes. We're offering a service for them to be able to run those nodes. Um, so a lot of people have trouble uh, running them, keeping them up, that kind of stuff. That's our concern is to make sure that we can do that for you. What they're doing on their end is not really what we're concerned about, unless it is illegal. Like, I mean, if somebody's running a child porn node, we're not going to run that for you. So, uh, you know, the morality of it there is obviously something that we're going to look into. So, but if somebody's buying you... something like those and they're running them uh, because they have plans to do something down the road or, or whatnot, um, we'll run that node. I think fire nodes though, that's like a, that's just a, uh, it's much like that. I think those are like strong nodes where you were just, we, we couldn't even run those anyway because it's it's through their web app. I don't even think it's a, you know, needs hardware to run those. But I'm not sure. I haven't looked in the fire nodes. So um, so that, that reminded me, uh, how did you guys do, how did you guys fare at Nerd Node with this latest node issue that came up with Gala Games where they're, they're, all the nodes were going down? Uh, so just recently, you mean? Yeah, I think last yeah. year too. Yeah, I think it was uh, actually it was, yeah, it was like Monday or Tuesday because we were sitting around the room. That's the nice thing with us is we have staff on board that are monitoring it. We have scripts that we run um, to make sure that they keep 
trying to pull these notes back up automatically. Uh, and, and that's our goal, right? Is our goal is to maximize your uptime. And I think um, whenever those happen, people that run nerd node or are using nerd node, they they're getting a little bit extra in distributions. The big one was that back in January when we were running, I think people were getting 15 to 20% more for quite a while for like a week because so much was down this recent one. It was just a little bump, but we had all of our nodes up. Everybody was running. So we've been running uh, everybody's spider tank nodes for free. And by the way, if you have spider tank nodes and that's it, we'll still run them for free. Come on over. We just got a bot attack in the YouTube stream. We, we have three streams now, YouTube, Twitter, and, and Twitch. And uh, maybe we're getting important if, uh, yeah. if bots are attacking us. You've made the big time. I'll make You've it into a positive. Time. Yeah. You've made the big time. Uh, I do want to say that, though, um, <laughs> with spider tanks. So they are pinging the nodes um, on the back end for spider tank nodes. Um, just if everybody that's listening, if you're not running, if you have a spider tank nodes, run them uh, because they're they're pinging it in the, you know, who knows what Gala does on those ends. Maybe they're going to give you a cool little uh, NFT. because that, that's, that, that's a good idea. Um, you guys need some sort of, you know, with your service, you need some sort of reporting mechanism so people can learn stuff like that. Other than here, I mean, I think it's no, we are. Work. We're actually putting in a dashboard for all the people there um, through the Discord. We want to start more of a uh, informational uh, side on the nodes. Um, we actually are doing so. We have node talk. People are talking about the nodes in our Discord. Um, you know, that's where you know we saw certain people calling the the uh, connect and switch and green nodes uh, scams. You know, which you know that's totally fine. They can call them whatever they want. Um, but it allows us to also research and get some information from the community so we can see what people want. What do they, what do they need? What do they need help with? What can we do on our end to make sure that we're, um, you know, doing the best that we can. Our ultimate goal is to create a de decentralized hardware network. So us running these nodes right now is literally to create funding and support to push that out. You know, somehow I, I, I feel that there's, a need for a mini game with these nodes. <laughs> I would, I'd love to be able to earn a nerd node coin or something. If, if you oh, could man. encourage people to, to get more nodes. Yeah. Do you know, do you know Simon from Audi city or Audacity? Audacity? Audacity. Have you talked to Simon? I know of him. I, I talked to him. We, we had an interview with him, didn't we? Titan. Yeah. I've been spending a lot of time in their discord. Uh, I've been raising a little bit of hell and and also um, putting putting some good suggestions out to help them along. So uh, I know I know Simon pretty well. Yeah, good. Yeah, I talked to him a couple of times. He has some interesting ideas for uh, Nerd Note as well. He's brought up a couple of things that we're doing and other ideas that can uh, work in place. So it seems like a. Are you saying player. that you guys might be able to do? some hosting for the audacity nodes you know if they need that down the road um as they expand it's a hundred percent something that we'll be able to do uh we haven't talked about that so we were just talking ideas and yeah and those system and that kind of stuff so the, the avax nodes aren't exactly the same thing as like a a uh a, a node that does processing their nodes seem to be probably if I understand this correctly, AVAX nodes appear to be just locations on the blockchain, almost right. like wallets. 
So right. I'm not sure yeah. if you could, but I do I know they have a, they have a lot of projects in their in the in the you know the back room that are being worked on that potentially may need some node hosting type of situation potentially does does this mean that nerd node could actually kind of evolve to something more than what it is more than just nodes oh 100 right like right now uh if you look at like netflix they they'll pay somebody to uh put in a server you know big robust server in their office and they'll be like hey we need some extra bandwidth in this area. We need some extra hardware space in this or hard drive space in this area. We're going to pay you a thousand dollars a month to host this server. Right. And it's a $20,000 server that they're going to put in there. Well, that's Netflix. You know, they've got, you know, tons of money in the bank. They can do that. There's a ton of medium and small businesses out there that need similar type of access, whether it be, um, you know, hardware or software um, ability to be more local or in a in an area that there's closer to them, that uh, we can provide that as we actually expand out our network. So there's there's a huge opportunity there that we want to capture as we grow. So as as that grows, right? So one of the big things I know we've had with experiences at Gala. Excuse me. At first, they wanted you to to run your nodes at home, and then they wanted you to run it on VPN, and then they changed their mind again and wanted to have you run the nodes uh, back on your PC. So the whole reason behind that is part of that decentralized moniker is having things spread out, right? So you don't have like a rack of servers sitting somewhere in one spot that's running these nodes, right? Correct. Right now we have um, 16 servers and then we have another 36 that are um, on order. Uh, and those are going to be spread around the world. Um, we have people in Europe, uh, multiple places in Europe, uh, all across the U.S., uh, and then working on Southeast Asia to put these servers in. Those are kind of going to be our base layer, our base layer server. From there, uh, we want we have a a. There's three total tiers. So you have the base layer, then you have the next tier, which is going to be. Uh, and by the way, those first those first ones are pretty robust. They're pretty good servers, but spread them out. And the next layer is going to be more of a wall hanging server. Think of the size of a, I don't know, medium sized type. TV, a little bit thicker, hang it on the wall. It can do a lot of processing power. Um, and those we want to sell in the tens to hundreds of thousands of those. And then the last little piece of the puzzle is going to be the Xbox size, which is going to be able to go in any home. You plug it into your Ethernet, plug it in your power. And that's we want to sell into the millions and across the world. So creating that network throughout uh, to work with each other. So kind of the 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 overall arching theory so far that seems like it's, that's pretty aggressive uh, or you have a lot of things going on how how quickly do you think that'll roll out i'm hoping to get the next tier uh we want to do um well we have a couple of different ways that we're looking at it vc funding not my favorite um we're looking at potentially um doing a um an NFT to purchase the actual hardware 
itself and make that hardware into an NFT um, and push that out. So that would be the next tier. We're hoping to have something that's at least in the roadmap um, within the next few months. And then those would be deliverable in the Q1, Q2 next year. So we're talking, you know, nerd nodes has like five different aspects to it. And the gaming DAO has like five different aspects to it. And it sounds like you've got like three other irons in the fire. You And I'm sure there's things that you haven't even talked with any of us about yet too, knowing how quickly everything comes out. You're doing a great job. Uh, is there a central place that people go for all this? Or do you have like five different websites or five different Twitters? How how does someone get a hold of what Forged in Crypto is doing in one place? Well, with NerdNode, we have a Discord and a Twitter. Um, that's the the Discord's the best place to come and chat and talk. You know, different node opportunities in in, in the ecosystem itself. Uh, the DAO, um, the DAO is not the the. I guess where we're gonna go there is maybe. I guess whatever Discord, Faz's Discord, Gala's Discord, that can all be discussed. CFA Discord, man. That's, CFA that's Discord. I, I, we don't need to send people to Gala Discord. All right, we'll just go to we'll go to CFA Discord. I mean, and that's I mean, really, I don't. I'm not trying to advertise myself or anything like that. I have my Twitter, Forge and Crypto Twitter, um, but none of this. I'm not trying to advertise anything. I'm trying to more grassroots the following and the people that want to be involved and grow it from there. Uh, I don't need to. I don't need to do it fast. I don't need to do it tomorrow. So, it's just kind of a. These are projects that I really want to succeed and have a lot of people uh, alongside it that believe in it. And if you try to go out and just push it with the advertising and you get money coming through the door, it doesn't. It's not the way I want to go. I want to go a little different route. So. Well, that's good. I, you know, I, I just, I don't want people to get confused and not know where to look to find the information they want to learn more about is all. And yeah. I know you've got your medium going, which those articles I mean, are absolutely tremendous. Uh, how do you keep all this straight? I mean, you've got so much of this different things going on. I mean, do you, you said earlier you had a staff of three, do they <laughs> sleep? So uh, I got a couple of uh, people, they were both in here earlier, but you know, they got tired. They're old. They had to head back home and go to bed, but they are, uh, uh, they, they do a lot of the work around here. Um, Blake, um, he writes a lot of the articles and, you know, we review them in house. Uh, he's a super passionate guy. Michael is Jack of all trades. He's all over the place, helping with a lot of things. Um, I use the community, right. Um, you know, Faz, he's helping out with, you know, a lot of different things. When you talk about his, his channel, his discussions, the YouTube, that kind of stuff, the podcasts, um, Tim, uh, Timbo slice. Uh, he's a, he's a huge help when, it, when you talk about creating, uh, a, a place for gamers to come and be competitive and, um, give to the community as well. Like he's got a, he's got a great discord that's helping out with a lot of those. And he helps me a ton. Timbo's a smart guy. What, what's his discord? Uh, it's the mafia discord. Um, I don't think I've even, I'm, I'm they they are hosting a tournament, I think, coming up here real soon. I saw. Yeah, they're hosting. Uh, well, I think they're hosting two. I think they got a Spider Tanks tournament and a uh, a Townstar tournament. I 
think they're doing both those. Townstar first, I think. Uh, we're actually working with them and EVIO. Uh, we're going to start running a couple tournaments um, internally with them. We're creating a map uh, for EVIO. We have a, a very talented, um, what do you call it? 3D artist, works in like Blender and Unity. Uh, so he's creating a pretty badass uh, arena for EVIO. We're going to host some tournaments uh, with them. And and then uh, so the mafia and Timbo and, and his crew, they're helping coordinate that and, and create all that stuff. So finding the right people to to help out and um, really, you know, have the same vision. That's that's kind of what I'm looking to do. And that's it, actually one of my talents. I think I only have one talent. That might be it. Actually, <laughs> organization, <laughs> finding, finding good people that do really good work uh trustworthy you know good That's moral. A good so yeah so i i've noticed with gala um so i've been into xrp for a long time uh, since 2017 at least and i've watched over the years as various people various influencers popped up around xrp and i've been seeing this in real time with gala games with gala and and play to earn gaming and stuff like that watching the various people uh jump you know starting up and, and starting to, to bubble up and influence. I think Timbo has a, has a bright future ahead of him. He's a smart, he's a smart guy. He uh, definitely has the vision. He has the motivation and he has the correct moral compass, I think to be very successful and uh, bring a lot of good people with him. So it's fun to have him on board. So, it sounds like uh, a lot of these conversations had had taken place previous, like for Nerd Nodes and for the Gaming DAO. You've had all these conversations with people over the course of the last few months, and it, it why now? I mean, all of a sudden, why now? I think it's just coming about, man. Like uh, Nerd Node has been in development for I don't know what is this? What month are we in? Just september so it's been developed for yeah months, right uh it really has been pushing forward over the last few months when we brought on a couple of guys that uh actually weren't in the crypto space at all but more of the hardware software design ground floor to market type of situation um super cool dudes i'm really excited to have them a part of it and uh move that forward because they have that they have the they have the knowledge base that i don't on that end and they really can make it make it sing so you know it's just as the uh relationships grow more people kind of gravitate to that i mean i was talking to a guy today that i just met yesterday so we ended up having another meeting today because we didn't get to talk to him about as much as we wanted to that super talented guy um game developer really excited about uh you know getting back into developing games and he i talked to him you know he's really curious about the DAO, and he's super stoked about the DAO because you know it aligns with what he wants to do and have done so it was really cool you know seeing that and a lot of these conversations are just coming about because of time right i, and I think in the bear market because it's boring in the bear market I think this this DAO needs a short name to re, to even even if it's a, a temporary name. I mean, I, I'd like to think of it as a gaming DAO. Would 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 that be accurate? 
Yeah, but that's really boring. We called it Dignitas, um, which is okay. I it like sounds the, a little verklempt, though. It, yeah, it feels I, like gamer is not gonna. A gamer I wants think, to like the monster DAO or something. Have you joined Monster? Are you and Monster? Oh yeah. This is definitely something we should put out to the community because as a community, world it is. Ideas, what's that? I'm saying Monster DAO. It is. I, <laughs> I bet that'll win it now. Oh, no, you'll it. you'll never hear Faz stop crying if it isn't one syllable. Okay, so right. you, you gotta. <laughs> yeah, he goes he, the other day. He's like, you know, I, I figured out your problem, uh, Forged. He's like, it's, uh, <laughs> your name's too long. Forged in crypto is too long. And I said, too many okay, syllables. Well, how about we change it to Forged in the Fire of Cryptocurrency? And I was like, <laughs> man, that, that the length matters, dude. Uh, if I'm trying to advertise something, I don't care. Like uh, it'll come. Like I said, like these, the people will come. The stuff will be there. It's it'll come. It, it All right. Matter. Now we, we have, we have a really important question too. Um, and once this Dow gets off the ground, right. Where is the first Dow verse going to be? Uh, in the, um, I don't know. That's a good question. The first DAO verse. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, is you... this where all the foolish amounts of money that the DAO makes is going to be, be pissed <laughs> out? Because, you know, the first thing I think with Gala Games is, Jesus Christ, these people are fucking rich if they can have fucking fireworks and rent the whole goddamn town and, and all that stuff. I mean, the DAO going to do this too? Show, show an excessive display of wealth? Well, No, it, you know, that no. is good for marketing, though. It really is. It is really good for marketing. The Dow verse is probably going to be held in the metaverse. How about that? Yeah. We are doing that too. So the same guy that's building the the map, he's designing uh, his own, uh, well, we have some uh, Decentraland land. And so he's creating uh, his own uh, world there. So that's going to be fun to see when he gets that done. He's got some great ideas. He's not, he, I like him a lot. He comes in and he was saying, I was researching the Decentraland and everything I was doing, and so many people they're making buildings. It's just a regular building, and it's the same building. Oh, this one's taller. This one's shorter. He's like, it's just boring. This isn't the metaverse. And so he started creating a his own metaverse um, of a building. I don't want to give it away until we maybe present it down the road, but uh, it's completely different. Like you're like, oh, this is this is awesome. This is something that you would see in a sci-fi movie that would kind of go, you know, completely against the, the norms. And that was really cool. So, Oh, here we go. So we got this, this Decentraland land. We need some Dow fuzzles so you can make what make it be a character <laughs> it, for these, for these Dow versus the bugs. The Dow's going to buy a whole bunch of zip bugs. That's what I was coming soon to the Dow near me. you. <laughs> Dow fuzzles, huh? <laughs> Dow fuzzles. Did I mention I that know, I man. hate fuzzles? What? <laughs> Absolutely hate the fuzzles. Oh, that's too bad. They're cute. Oh, uh, they sound like robots. They they need they need a real voice. Yeah, they're cute fuzzy robots. Fine. Well, you know how to program stuff fast. Program a new voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with all this time that I have. <laughs> no, you know, I, I I poke a little bit of fun there, but I, I think 
with the direction that this is heading, I think this is the level of excitement that I have in just talking with this about this stuff today is pretty high because we've had experiences in uh, I've been around five or six or seven different, you know, major programs now um, that all started kind of like this in a in a room with just a couple of people. And by far, um, the level of of excitement and knowing that you're obviously putting together something that isn't just fly by night. This isn't we figure it out as we go, like a lot of these these programs are. You're putting a lot of thought. You're putting a lot of effort. And even bouncing things off the community before they happen, this is... This is pretty cool. I'm pretty excited to hear more about this. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm excited to get it going and uh, see what everybody thinks. This is going to be great. It's going to be a fun time. There is no such thing as a Thune list here, though. No. Uh, everything God, is no. apparently Thune. <laughs> no. no, that's actually banned. It's in, in the it's in the light paper. You cannot say Thune. <laughs> If you actually type in Thune, there's a smart contract that drains your wallet of everything, unfortunately. You know, I was thinking, uh, uh, speaking of Thune and promises, I was batting around the idea. Uh, by the way, sorry about all the banging and stuff. The, the, the next door neighbor is is doing something. And I, I'm forced to have my garage door open for other reasons. But uh, uh, I was thinking about having a FAS coin. And I could I can encourage people to ask questions in FAS radio. What do you guys think? Well, what, what's the use case of your FAS going? Ask, I want people to ask questions on FAS radio. Maybe if people were, were rewarded in some way, they, they, they'd ask more questions. Why don't you have a giveaway with your zip bugs instead? I do that. That's uh, There's a lot of zip bugs out in the world right now. Why don't we do a giveaway for the best, for the name for the DAO? That's what we should do. Ooh. Okay, we're doing that. I just got to like figure that. out what we're going to give away. Maybe it's a bundle. There's got to be a zip bug in that bundle. Maybe John T. will give away his uh, Snoop Tank. John T.'s listening, you know. That and also, you know what you got to do? Because everybody else is totally off the wagon with this. It has to be a freaking hoodie or a shirt or something. You don't want socks? Because well, it socks what? are fine, right? But but people, everybody asks for that stuff constantly, and not one of these projects that's out mm. there has physical stuff anymore. It's all, oh yeah, here's here's an NFT, and they're cool, right? I love them too. But I want a hoodie, man. I want to be able to sit on Faz Radio with my Dow hoodie on and talk about the Dow. Because all, all right. he's wearing now is a wife beater. You see, he needs something to put on over that. All right. That's well, happening right now, nerd node. Swag. It's gonna come in. Mode wife beater. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's well. It was freezing in here a little bit ago, and I closed the door to the studio, and now it's like ridiculously hot in here. You can Are explain you it away however you want. You do <laughs> you, man. <laughs> hmm, I like the right, idea. I'll... I gotta figure this out. Maybe uh, you know what? Let's see. What can we give away? I'm open. I got my open C. I'm gonna go look through the wallet and see what we can give away here. I have I have some uh, pudgy penguins. 
Well, you know, coming up with a name for Nerd Node, that's for life, right? You're not going to change it in a week. No, no, so... no, not for Nerd Node, for the DAO. Nerd Node already has a name. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. The, the DAO. That's, so you're not going to change the, the name of the DAO in a week. So that makes total sense that you should give away something as expensive as a pudgy penguin. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, some sort of winter bunker might be a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know somebody has a few of those. So you can, uh, I mean, got grip boxes. Could do a grip box. People be excited about that. Man, grip boxes. Well, are cheap. Yeah, so so yeah. while while he's looking through there fast, I noticed you posted an article today speaking of grit about uh Epic Games releasing an NFT game or a, a blockchain game. Did you read the article? Can you tell us anything about that? I thought that was kind of odd all of a sudden coming out of nowhere. When did I release this? I didn't put it out there. Which Wait, one? What? Right? Wait, sorry, I wasn't listening. What was it? Are you talking about the um Oh, what's the name of them? I lost it. Yeah, I'll go back to the Discord and look. You posted something about Epic Games releasing oh, uh, a blockchain uh, game that wasn't grit. Blankos. Blankos, that was it. Yeah, that was so, so Blankos. I played that a while ago, a long time ago. Um, I forgot it was built on EOS. I forgot EOS was still alive. <laughs> I know I I had EOS like two years ago, and then all of a sudden I started reading all this stuff that oh yeah they're they're stopping this and stopping that so they can develop and it'll be years before it comes out. So I sold all the EOS I had, and now I'm seeing EOS on pretty much everything. I don't know what happened, but they must have got some developers to do some. Yeah, they, I I can't remember why I stopped following it to start with. I, I, I even played in like their pre-alpha and a bunch of stuff like that. And there was a, I don't know why. I just stopped kind of following the whole thing that they were doing. So I don't so, know. So this is, this is kind of interesting. I mean, the, the whole thing, we, we, somebody in CFA also posted that uh, Sony Records is coming out with music NFTs now, right? So we got kind of first exposure through the gala platform and um with all of these companies catching up now uh and all this new stuff popping up out of nowhere kind of like it did today on the on the news feeds do you think that that the space starts to become too saturated do you think that some of these uh, companies are going to find themselves. We have what Miria, we have EV, who's brand new. Are some of those? Do you think going to get squished a little by some of these Epics and Sony's? I think what you're seeing right now, the the stuff and the people that are building in this current time frame, are going to do amazingly well uh, in the next bull run. Um, whether that be in a couple of years or ten years, who knows with this market, but these are the people that are building stuff right now and putting stuff onto the out into the market out into the ecosystem they're the ones that are going to survive and do really really well uh the people that are going to get crushed are the people that are late to the game and trying to fit in and trying to just kind of ride that wave without something that is you know really good right they're going to have to have something great to come in uh when it starts to really move um, anything that I, I, I feel anything that's coming out now that's legit, uh, is going to do really well. So, 
Yeah, this is no go ahead. Music stuff though, that one that one confuses me, man. Like I know Gala's got their music NFTs. I follow a few other people um on Twitter that were doing music NFTs even before Gala brought them out. And uh I like the concept, but I haven't seen the delivery mechanism, right? That's the issue I see there. Much like in in gaming, like how do you get the three and a half billion gamers onto blockchain games? How do you get the billions of users for music to listen to NFTs? Like, how's that going to work? I haven't figured that one out yet. Supposedly, Gala's got a, an idea, but we'll see. That's my, that's kind of my my spot on that. Yeah, I, I think the the concept is great, but the. It depends on on what you have with the ownership, especially with like music. So if you don't have the ability um, to either resell that or use it or have some kind of other mechanism, I mean, to me, it, it it's almost kind of pointless, right? And I talked about that on Faz Radio before. It like right now there there was these these uh snoop nfts from some of the albums that were put out that that gala has the nfts for i can go right now on apple music that i already have a subscription to and download those and and listen to several of those songs as part of my subscription and if not i can pay 99 cents and and listen to it what what is the value of ownership of a a song or a, an album or a piece of music that is already on other platforms that to me that just makes no sense well i 100 agree if if it's on those other platforms right the idea of making music and film as nfts is the the ownership capability is not just with the um, the people that are listening or watching. It's also the developer, the creator of that it benefits with, um, you know, the uh, royalties and, you know, partial ownership that goes with it. And there's not the massive gutting of profits for the, all the middlemen in between. That's the idea. Um, but without, without a fluid system, it doesn't really work yet, right? And I think we're seeing that right now is there's a lot of hype behind the music coming out. You know, there's a lot of hype with potential films coming out. But how does that play out for that? Uh, the end user, or sorry, the the creator. I mean, I think that's well, the big one. Yeah, it, it is. It's for the creator. It's big. But again, that's that's where I have I keep hammering this point, you know, whether it's on a gaming platform or music or film or anything. Right. So everybody keeps looking at this from that aspect and talking about the marketing of, oh, the creator and no middlemen and they can do what they want and run. The person buying that NFT does not give two fucks about the creator and how much money they make. They want to be able to listen to the music and they just want to be able to, to put it on their computer or put it on their phone or put it on their car radio and listen to it. And these nfts appear so far because it's new technology to be way more expensive than a 99 cent song and you don't get any other benefit from it so people need to look at things from 
the buyer or the user or the gamer's perspective. And and I think a, this is a serious problem that people aren't honing in on from the creation side is if they start looking at it from the perception of the person who is owning that NFT, things suddenly get dramatically different. And in order to sell your NFT, you're going to have to look at it from that user perspective. Right. And I think the we have the same problem in the gaming world as you have crypto first going with the games and not games implementing blockchain. I think it's the same thing with the music and the film because crypto has it's all about money it's all about the gains it's all about you know what's going to pay me first and it's not about the actual you know use cases that are actually there there's some great use cases in this like there's fantastic ability to reward the creators but the music industry somebody from the music industry has to start that side right they have to be the one that brings the blockchain side to it and maybe it's there in the background. I just don't see it, right? That's that's highly possible going on right now. But from from my end, it doesn't look like it's going that way. So uh, unfortunately, you get too much of the money first and not the actual product. Very true. John in uh, in chat was saying, uh, you're missing the big picture. The NFT represents a direct connection between the artist and the fan. I can get that direct connection by downloading an Apple song. Um, now the NFT part about going to hang out with Snoop, yeah, that was that was really cool. If there were uh, NFTs where you you collect an album, you you win a prize or or something along those lines, there's your carrot. There's there's a a use case for that music NFT. Absolutely, I won't argue that part, but. Um, to just download or buy or whatever a music NFT over a song. And if you, I mean, can you restream that for money on your own? Do you have to pay royalties? There's got to be a bigger carrot other than a token with a JPEG attached to it. That's what I'm thinking. That's all. I agree. I, I agree with that fully. So I think it's uh I like the idea that there's a connection with the artist and the fan, but you know, what's that connection with the person that just owns one track, right? What is that connection outside of the fact that you want to own that for that one artist? You're supporting that artist. I think that's all it needs to be. I mean, that's music. When you go back in the day, right? You loved you. If you love this music, you'd buy their track. You thought, right. You were paying that person for that CD for that in Titan's case, that eight track right but really you're paying the the studios you're paying the, the all the in-between part right I, and maybe i'm wrong i mean my idea was that this kind of takes that away or supposed to so i don't know yeah i mean these are just interesting conversations i would hope that i know that it's it's so droll and everybody rolls their eyes when you say oh an nft is supposed to have utility but really that that utility that you can't get from a download, whatever that may be, right? So even if that's a, a discount perhaps off of future uh, tracks on, on whatever album that song is on, or those other neat little things that you can attach to it, holding that in your wallet, you get exclusive drops from 
from the artist or exclusive access, uh, random, you know, backstage passes when they come to your town to, to play live. So um, I really think that uh, looking at it from that player's perspective is going to be the key to the adoption on these things, ultimately, for any token or, or NFT that you have. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And so Faz has just made mention that that banging you've been hearing the whole time was his neighbor and Faz has to keep his garage door open. So I guess the neighbor, he said, just got extra loud uh, and is just beating the snot out of whatever board he's trying to nail to whatever. So he's quiet on purpose <laughs> because no. it's just crazy. It might get loud in here too because we got some people that are starting to come up for we do a uh crypto whiskey um bourbon club on thursday nights so oh nice yeah uh so we might see more people coming in but it's probably a good place we could just stop it right here we've been on for how long now uh about an hour and a half not bad at all now the question is are we doing next thursday or is it tuesday because i know faz had to yeah we'll we'll figure that one out we may have to move it faz is going on holiday uh on thursday so we will be shuffling things around a little bit but we're we definitely don't want to get uh out of rhythm here we're we're gonna have something we'll arrange something even if we have to record it uh ahead of time so we can play it We'll, we'll find a way to get it done so that we can all continue to have the conversation, even though sometimes some of us have to step away for things. No, it'll be good, man. Um, I enjoyed the conversation tonight and I'm excited for the future ones. Absolutely. You gave a ton of information tonight. Uh, It's always an awesome time talking to you. I appreciate it. You too, man. All right. We will catch you soon. All right. Have a good night. Bye-bye.